what, what did you break? <laughs> All sorts of things, man. I don't know what's going on now. My my life is my life is just falling apart. My complete my system completely froze up on me. I, I couldn't couldn't do anything. And uh, yeah, so now I'm calling back on my phone and trying to get logged back in. But I didn't want to miss out on any of the fun. So. You are listening to episode 139 of PHP Ugly, the premier number one podcast for PHP developers and PHP developer like-minded people. I am one of your hosts, probably the most enthusiastic host you have, and I go by the name of Eric Van Johnson. I am here with a couple of my friends, a couple of fellow developers, people I would have over for dinner every now and then, but... You know, they, but they I would don't. refuse. For starters, my childhood friend John Congan. I'm confused. You said episode 139. What happened to 137? Title is wrong. In 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 YouTube, I, will, I wasn't will even I wasn't even going post. there. I wasn't even, in post. I wasn't even going there. This was a joke about me not being here for two weeks, and you completely butchered that. That's not. That is not a joke to us. That is not a yeah. joke. We need, we need to get Eric some improv classes. Following up with John is a man who I met in Lamaze class. Oddly enough, he was there by himself. Thomas Wrightup. Hello. Glad to be here. What a, what a week. You are still monkeying with that thing. What thing? Well, you don't yeah. know. Nothing. I will be monkeying with things all show long, so you might as well get used to it. All sh- all show long. Okay. How are you guys doing this week? Amazing. We have a fun story to share, but you said you had an interesting week, so you go first. My my week um, was similar to the last two weeks, where I've been battling with Laravel Horizon uh, all week. And about an hour and a half ago, I got it all fixed and working, and it's doing the thing it's supposed to do. Ah, and you figured this out all by yourself? No. Um, no? I did, I did have to contact a friend of the show, Michael Drinda. <laughs> uh, I, only, and, I only asked that because I pinged, I pinged him on Telegram. I'm like, yo, babe. Like what's up? Why didn't you why didn't you turn my buddy's uh, messages? No, I was actually making fun of you. I'm like, I think he broke Thomas's heart. And he's like, Yeah, no, we I just I just finished talking to him. We got it all worked out. So <laughs> Yeah, he he's uh, he's very nice to very nice to put up with me describing at length all of the issues I've been having. Um and and when it came down to it, it turns out that uh there's there's just a config issue with having two Horizon uh, clients accessing the same Redis server mm-hmm. or two supervisors. I thought we only had the one supervisor running Horizon, um, but it turns out I was wrong. So I want to so. hear, hear you actually say it, though. I want to hear you say it wasn't an issue with Horizon. Oh, it was very much an issue with Horizon. It was not an issue with Horizon. It's very much an issue with Horizon. Oh, um, 
Her, okay, so it, it was failing silently on thousands of jobs being executed. And the there's a horizon prefix variable for keeping your instances separate that essentially does nothing, as it turns out. So the issue is, is th there are many issues, one of which I am personally going to address, which is documentation. Uh, the Horizon documentation just doesn't explain anything, uh, doesn't clarify what even certain tabs do or don't do. Uh, you know, if you if you go to active or recent jobs, uh, any recent job has a pause button on it. Just says paused, with no sort of explanation as to what that means, and when it goes green or red. Uh, and then, yeah, the the configuration issue, such as uh, having a configuration on your Horizon config that. Uh, argues with your Redis configuration, so timeouts aren't compatible with each other, they have to be set in ways that don't conflict. Um, and then the, the bigger issue is that the, the person currently maintaining Horizon is Taylor's intern, and he just sort of goes through tickets on GitHub and says, here are the correct support channels, and points everyone at LaraChat and IRC and Slack and closes the ticket saying, this isn't a bug, you just don't know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> that sounded a little bitter. <laughs> uh, it, it's very bitter because that's the current status of all the tickets that are, that are on GitHub is you configured it wrong, ticket closed. Mm. Which to me is horseshit way of dealing with any issues. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I mean, why are you the maintainer then? If there's a valid issue that's being replicated by five, six, seven people, closing the ticket and saying, talk about it over here is not the appropriate response. Hmm. Okay. Um, but did you, what I'm confused is, did you get it resolved without changing code? Uh, we got it resolved by changing configuration values that were not explained in any documentation or any configuration So there was nothing wrong with the code. There's nothing wrong with Horizon. The thing that's wrong with Horizon is that they, they, <laughs> claim, they claim that the Horizon prefix handles multiple instances on one server is not true. I got around that bug by switching Redis databases instead. Hmm. So there's there's very clearly a bug related to how the prefix is handled, and yeah. it's a known bug in the GitHub issues tracker, mm -hmm. and the fix the fix for it is to ignore the prefix completely. It does nothing, and switch to different Redis databases. So mm -hmm. I, I fixed I resolved the issue without changing code, but it's an issue of documentation and somebody actually resolving the actual bug that's occurring. I heard from a few people after you posted the podcast, which in hindsight, I did want to mention, I think that's one of the shortcomings with your system of posting the podcast on Wednesday, because <laughs> occasionally people respond 
and we could talk about it on Thursday. Fortunately, people responded to yesterday's podcast quick enough, but I heard from quite a few people of, well, why isn't, why isn't Thomas fixing it? Why isn't he contributing to it? Why isn't he? I, and I told him, I'm like, he's not that smart. He's, he's just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I supported, I supported you as much as I could, but, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. To. I, I have started to. Um, I, I found the areas where certain things are flagged. But the thing is, is that the problems that I kept running into as far as the, the clarity of what's going on in the system mm-hmm. were not programmatic. They were architectural. And I can tell you now that if I added some new architectural fixes to Horizon, that PR would be thrown away instantly. But, okay, I have a position on this. You say that a lot. And I'm fine getting your back on that. But it's hard for me to do that with you just saying that as speculation. Like, you need to submit (laughs) and and, and let that happen for me to really support that comment. You can't just say, oh, yeah, if if I did a PR, they would throw it out the window because that's what they do. It's like, that's not that's not the right attitude to have an open source. I don't. I don't mean. I don't talk mean about attitudes to open source. Well, you're not, you're not just berating me. You're you're taunting me because I spoke quite at length about attitudes in open source earlier today, and and how much I dislike some people's attitudes about the open source community, despite being senior developers of open source projects. <clears throat> okay, but but going back to this one specifically where you're saying your PR would be thrown away. Is it just because of the, the maintainers of the project? No, it, it would is, is it's, it it's architectural because it's, because fundamentally the things that are causing me issues still are things that just don't make sense. Decisions right. that were made that don't make sense. Right. So are you saying it's ego driven throwing away PRs? Like you, you assume they, that's what they're thinking. Probably, yeah. Yeah, see, I think you're wrong. I think you're I can submit a PR after a couple months' worth of trying to figure out what's going on. My I, issue, I, I, I just said, I, you, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to submit a PR, but don't, don't knock the system if you're not going to participate in it. Don't say that they're not going to accept a PR if you're not going to submit a PR. It's that's all I'm saying. It's like if you don't want to submit a PR, don't don't submit a PR, but don't don't sit there and say you're not submitting a PR because you know it wouldn't be accepted because that's kind of that's not I, fair. It's not fair to them. Again, I feel like you're taunting me because of this quote that I saw today. Okay. It's I feel like I'm being I'm being Oh, oh, are you really, are you sorry? really suckered are, into I think I know. I think I know what you're about to say. Does this does this include a certain database client? It does. I, and I, statements I, and statements that I have made and been absolutely dragged over the coals for, being made by somebody and having him cheered by the community. Cheered. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, you've put it out there. Let's let's discuss. Let's, this is this is going to be a down and dirty, ugly PHP. 
really is. And I yeah. want everyone to understand that this is just my opinion. This is not John or Eric's. Let me stretch a little bit, because... These, these are not stretch. opinions of the PHP Ugly show. <laughs> I don't I don't want to throw or anyone under the bus. Myself. <laughs> right, before you get into this, I saw the initial tweet. I didn't follow the thread. I didn't follow you know, the discussion, so... You, you may need to catch me up some, but let's have it. Go ahead. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, if Do you have a link in Twilio by chance? Um, I, I'll throw it in the PHP. I, w I really wasn't going to put myself through this, so I hadn't saved links up or anything. <clears throat> but, but Taylor tweeted something that I found, I mean, offensive, like outright offensive as an open source developer. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's tweeted been moving over to table plus from sql pro the last couple days sql pro prime example that you should charge money for well done software if you want it to be sustainable and i felt like that was a weird way to throw open source under the bus and the the first reply on twitter is Open source software is always the best, not for pricing, but it has more way to improve and introduce features. This is general talk, but we should always support open source. I don't necessarily agree with that either, because open source has its issues. There's purposes for closed source. There's better software out there sometimes. But then Taylor's response was, SQL Pro is open source, and it feels like abandonware and crashes. Which yeah, I got yes. yelled at for saying. I, I see what you're saying there. I, I will support you on that. You, you did claims that you felt some Laravel packages felt like they were abandonware. Um, and yes, you and, did. And let's did. be clear here. SQL Pro is not abandonware. There's a nightly build that is constantly, every single night, it is a new version. There are commits every single day. And, and, and the next person looks like it actually touches on that. I've been using the SQL Pro nightly build, and it has fixed the problem of the crash crashes related to closing tabs, dark mode two. Nightly on a prod database sounds like a bad time. Uh, yes, yeah, so I does Horizon do, on a production database. I kind of understand what Paul's saying. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I mean that that comment could be made about any any client, right? You, what makes a client you know stable is is subject to that developer we had this discussion i don't i don't know if you remember this not not to go down the path of sql pro specifically but we had this discussion a few weeks back because john and i had ran into this exact same problem and we had well, switched over to the night because of mojave right 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 because mojave we had switched over to the nightly builds john was still having issues with the nightly builds but our our discussion point was more around the fact that there clearly there's clearly something like code is being sub submitted to a master branch, and yet they're not doing new releases. And, yeah, and I mean, the release cycle for some reason, which is yeah, weird. That, this has been the case for a long time. It's like they haven't released in like a year or maybe two years. But if you're if you're a SQL pro. And Taylor sends you word that, hey, here's some cash your way. Can we see a, a way to get a new build out for this? 
I mean, what was the last bug fix of Horizon? Where they went from 2.02 to 2.03, and it was somebody oh. deleted a carriage return. That was the whole version. But why Why are you uh, spending Taylor's cash? Why, because why he's got to for it. Because he's uh, this is the thing about his complaint. He's complaining about open source, and he says you have to you have to ask for money in order for your code to be sustainable. But there's a donate button on SQL Pro on the SQL Pro homepage that he didn't hit instead. Ah, that's a valid point. So yeah, yeah you want to donate valid. money? Fucking knock yourself out, but donate it to the project that supports everyone, not the project that supports you. Like. Throw and and you've got wait. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's around. more of a personal attack, but I sure. think that's a good point. I mean, I think you pointed made make a valid argument. There is a way to give money to this project. You know, I still, I mean, I I I, I had said in the past that I'm probably one of the few people I know who actually uh, donated to the charity that uh, is is the the Vim developer asks people to donate to. So if you ever fire up Vim, that's all he asks is you to donate to this charity. And I think, you know, I did it because I've been using Vim for 20 years. And I'm like, at some point, I have to show my appreciation for it. Um, But he's bashing open source, though. He's bashing open source, which I think is a shitty thing to do. Especially yeah. if, especially if his whole community exists because of an open source project that he started. You know, the reason he's making money on Envoy or or what the the server Forge, the reason he's making money on Forge is because Laravel was an open source success. Mm-hmm. You know, and this to come out and say, well. It feels like abandonware because it crashes, but it has nightly pushes, nightly developers. When I said something was abandonware, it's because nobody was committing to it, nobody was maintaining it, and the issues list was going untracked. That that was abandonware, and that's that's valid. I'm going to support you on this, Thomas. Yeah, to say lot, something with nightly people. builds is abandonware because it crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to say that open source produces abandonware, whereas closed source doesn't, I have I have <laughs> synergy connecting my machines together, and that shit's abandonware. There's two developers who own the Symphony license now, and they don't do shit. Synergy, yeah, synergy license, yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, you know, I, I'm I got your back on this, Thomas, because you are right. The, the the first time you you called out a Laravel project and you you said it was abandonware, there was a lot of people that had negative things to say about that. Yeah, none and of them. For him, <laughs> yeah, and for him to turn around and, and do this and yeah, I, I I understand, I understand that. I, but you know, that's all. That's also the difference of you know. People liking you, people not liking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've accepted that a long time ago. I just, yeah. I, I, I just, it, I'm, I'm bummed out by the hypocrisy of it and the, the general attitude of, well, my software is good because it's mine. Yours is, mm-hmm. yours is not mine. So, I'm gonna go with this other guy. 
Like it's, I, I just, uh, I don't like the whole tone of the conversation, and I don't like the ass kissing that went on in the thread following it because there was a lot of ass kissing. Was there? Like I said, I, I did he's not got that. He's got the whole community behind him that just stands up for whatever I mean, he there's, wants. There's definitely a lot of people in the community that that you know Taylor can do no wrong, right? I mean, no matter what Taylor says, he's kind of well, reached that, that pinnacle. That, uh, dissenting voices on his Twitter account get blocked. He blocks people who tell him that he's wrong. So the community is only ass kissing now. Mm. He, you know, that he got into some giant fight with uh, Code Rabbi, and so Code Rabbi just can't read Taylor's tweets and can't respond to him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that guy's a big deal, <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> it's it's a curated list of followers who agree with him and defend him. Well, but, but again, that's, that's his, he has the right to do that. Right. I mean, it's not like sure. we don't see, we don't see the tweets. He doesn't, see them. he shows the, he shows the blog. Them. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, why is everybody frozen? Is nobody saying anything? Yeah, we're not. Why is Eric frozen? Eric's frozen. Oh no! So, yeah, that, well, that's. I didn't. I, I really didn't mean to get into that whole thing. I, I, I just. I disliked the way that that thread went down, and seeing somebody else get high praise for a thing that I got a total shit show for was lame. Well, considering the fact that uh, OBS is changing, I'm assuming Eric is, we are still being broadcast. So I'm going to go along with that. Yeah. What have you been up to this week, John? Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, but Eric's not here. So that's not fun. Yep, that was a hard stop for me. It was not being nice at all. Uh, I think it's fair to say it, it was a hard stop for all of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, should we carry on? Yes, John. So you're talking you. about your week. You needed Eric to be here for it. We had the most <laughs> surreal experience today. Eric, you ready to talk about this? Not really, but if you want to talk about it. I, I, was, I was completely at all. I mean, I was, I was giddy with with emotion on it but so but yeah go ahead. I, I was contacted a couple weeks ago by uh just a random person reaching out saying hey I, i've got a project i would like you know some feedback maybe a little mentoring maybe you know we can hire you for some help if we if we get to that point and if somebody could call me back that'd be great but let's be honest it's not going to be john um, <laughs> blah 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 and he makes some sort of reference to PHP Ugly, so he listens to the show. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like that it's was a, a bad weird start. Way, that was a weird <laughs> way to look into it, but okay. So I contact him back, and we end up setting up a meeting for. He wanted to come to our office, and we set up a meeting for today. He shows up, and we start talking. And I'm like, so you live here in San Diego? Nope. 
He lives in Kansas. Oh, what brings you out here? I wanted to meet you guys. <laughs> that really happened. Really? That really, that really happened, dude. He wanted to meet us and talk to us uh, where he's at in Kansas is way out in the boondocks. And he just there's no community there for him to to talk to. And he's got a, a side project that is going really well for him and wanted to just talk about it. And he wants to make the leap from his current profession into being a professional developer. And it's not going to be as far of a leap as he was thinking it was going to be this. This guy definitely had some talent. He was showing us some stuff he was working on, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, you know what you're doing." <laughs> I mean, I'm I sure mean, he's we rough. Haven't ar- seen code, but right, I'm sure he's rough around the edges because, like he said, he hasn't. It sounded like he was self-taught. He hasn't gotten any real guidance. Um, he is using is a framework. Patreon. Because if he's not a Patreon, this ad for him ends now. Is, is that the right? Is that the right last letter there, John? No, that's not. That's not his last. Oh no! I think that is. Yeah, I believe he is a Patreon. All right, go on then. <laughs> we're we're gonna say yes, he is for now. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he showed us some stuff he was working on. He just was asking for some mentoring and. If we'd be interested in, in doing some code reviews with them, I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, you didn't have to fly out here for this. But I, I ended up walking around the office and finding like everything I could like just give away. I just started giving them <laughs> a couple of Rice Krispie treats, you know. Uh, I can I can totally understand that though. If if I were if I were out here in Colorado and did not have my family here to keep me a little bit sane. I'd be flying all over the country for stuff. Yeah. Well, it was, and I, I was telling my wife about it tonight and immediately started feeling like a complete jerk because we didn't <laughs> offer to hang out with them at all during the day. We, we said, we told him, you know, about some sites cause he was going to go to El Centro and we're like, Oh, go check out Balboa park or Torrey pines or these other places. We didn't offer to take him out to lunch or, or, or hang out for dinner or have a beer or something. I feel are monsters. We, uh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm so, Ken, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, to our defense, Ken, or at least to my defense, I don't know what John's excuse is, but we had like two, three meetings today. I'm going to go with three meetings. We recorded the PHP. Architect podcast, Lara Chat podcast. I edited the PHP Architect podcast, got it to PHP Architect, and we're also doing PHP Ugly. So, kind of had a full day, but I, I agree. John should have taken you to dinner. Yeah, that's we, we can all agree that John really dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, and I didn't even ask him, like, how long are you in town for? Like, was he jumping right back on the plane heading <laughs> home? I, I just I couldn't get out of the mindset that he wasn't local. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah, I, it never, it just didn't register. Yeah. So, uh, like frontal frontal nugety says that the podcast fame has changed you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
don't know. Does anybody else want to come visit us for, you know, spend whatever money on a plane ticket, all the hours on the plane, come out and spend like 10 minutes? That's what, isn't that what Wave PHP is? (laughs) It's just the the unofficial (laughs) conference for PHP Ugly. Come out and see PHP Ugly? Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun. I mean, Ken, if you're listening to the show, you're still in town. And you're going to be in town for a while. Ping us and let us know. I guess I could email you. I still have your email. Um, but yeah, I nope. was thinking didn't about get your it. Email either. Didn't get your didn't get your full name. Didn't get your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was great though. That was great. Yeah, I just <laughs> just <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it just it just it was it's funny. It's a funny thing. So what do you what do you do you guys have do you guys have more stuff for uh for this week cuz I I have literally like 100 tickets that that are all I I don't even know what I don't even know what ones to queue up on you man you have so many tickets in here now This is it's a mess Yeah All right when um, when you just now listen before you dive into this okay this isn't this isn't just a new show. You can do a couple of articles. It, 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 you can do three, and one of them has to be your doom and gloom. But we're we're supposed to be talking about development stuff, man. Not just a bunch well, of. There's a lot of development stuff in here. Um, last week, you and I talked about getting into the internals newsletter, the uh, the feed from PHP internals. Mm-hmm. And I, I took a deep dive on that this week. And oh boy, it's crazy. <laughs> the the first the first thing I can say about internals is it is a nightmarishly hostile environment. I would never want to be involved in that group. It's intimidating. It's it's not just intimidating, it's brutal. I mean really? yeah, I've heard it's, that, but I've never gone I've never really started reading into it. It's a lot of opinion spoken as fact. And once the conversation... Wait, are you talking about PHP ugly or are you talking about internals? Internals. <laughs> okay, just making sure. No, I, I understand. There's a distinct line, though, between what we do and what the internals people do. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when the, when the conversation ping-pongs a couple times and several opposing facts have been presented, the conversation starts to break down real fast. Uh, but the, the biggest conversation for this week has been PHP 8. Uh, last week we talked about how they were going to fork 7.4 off into the 8 branch. Uh, that has now been officially done. So PHP 8 is now an official branch off of PHP there is a very cool list of how RFCs roll backwards, like roll downhill. So you submit it to 7.4 and it rolls uphill into 8. Or if you submit it for 8, it rolls downhill into into 7.4, depending on what it's doing. Um, and there's a lot of very interesting conversations about what should 8 represent, uh, how much change should really be there. The big one for me is the JIT compiler. Um, they're talking about actually finally implementing 
JIT into PHP. Now, it's sort of a given that it's going to be in 8, but one of the questions that's up for discussion is, will it be introduced into 7.4 as an optional experimental feature? Uh, but today, a lot of the conversation revolved around the fact that Windows might not get JIT. This might just be a Unix Linux OS based function. A few people sort of threw their arms up and said that's preposterous, but then eventually relented and said, well, no, of course I'm not running a Windows server running PHP on production. And the end result from today's conversation, it looks like JIT just probably isn't going to make it to Windows. Hmm. Um, that might sound crazy because we, we like to think that everything in PHP is the same across all the systems. But I actually ran into a, a situation this week with PNCTL being, mm -hmm. a, being a Unix-only thing as well. Well, that makes sense, though, with what it's doing. Mm -hmm. it, it totally makes sense with what it's doing and with how difficult a separate branch of the entire code base would be for Windows that managing that for the two people who run Windows servers is not worth it. So it's interesting to see that sort of fracturing occurring in real time. The other thing that was noted was that this isn't really for existing implementations of PHP. Um, if you're running a Mandelbrot fractal rendering set, then yeah, you get triple the speed running JIT, but if you're running WordPress, you get no improvement. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that sounds like, well, why even bother? But what it's actually doing is it's bringing PHP into the next generation of the, the programming languages where you can start to use PHP for things that you couldn't before because JIT exists now. So that's that's the status of uh, the just-in-time compiler for PHP. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up was this constant function names. Consistent. One of the oldest. This is an RFC to fix one of the oldest complaints, which is inconsistency in the naming conventions for functions built into PHP. And I did not realize how big the list is. Eric, on screen there, if you could scroll down that list just to show how many functions would be affected by a standardization. What list are you talking about? If you open up in the ticket, I don't know what you're looking at now. Uh, I, I, clicked on, I clicked on your link. Okay, there you go. On that RFC, if you scroll down, that's what I just did, yes? Oh, I wasn't seeing what you were seeing for some reason. Well, it's all the functions. Um, the Oh, here they are. Functions other than standard module. So the list goes on for about 100 pages. <laughs> and... 
the the big discussion in internals is well, what do you want to do? Do you want to break all of the old functionality, or do you want to have aliases for everything that's old and keep the old functionality there, or do you want to implement some new object-based system that replaces the old system but leaves the old system in place? And it's it's been an interesting conversation because there are people who are so stuck on this idea that developers can't change and mm -hmm. that an, eight, an 8.0 version has to be, for the most part, backward compatible, except that their reference for that being true was... If you have to look at uh, Python, or no, Perl, Perl 3 was a new version of Perl. It wasn't the same Perl, whereas PHP 8 is the same PHP. It's just a new major revision. And the argument was, like, basically you have to print up a really big banner if you want to do this and, and make sure everyone sees the banner that says PHP 8 isn't PHP 7 because people won't change. But where I was confused, I saw in the RFC that they wouldn't deprecate the old functions. Wouldn't that be the right step if the goal is to eventually remove them? Yes. So that was the question is, is the goal to eventually remove them? And many people said no. Many people said, even though they're wrong, keep them forever. Don't ever deprecate them. I could, I could see. I mean, that one, the list is so friggin' long. You're basically changing every piece of code in your code base, so it would be a nightmare to to handle. Would it? I could write a script that just did a grep and replace for every single instance. I mean, it's it's not. It's like a, it's not a oh. dynamic list. It's a static list. Oh. If you just replaced it everywhere in your code base, there's a nearly zero percent chance of something breaking. You know, I mean, a basic string match and replace could upgrade your project. And mm -hmm. to say that, to say that, well, coders can't do that is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, if only there were built-in Linux functions that did that already. <laughs> Wait, or <Yeah>. IDEs, <laughs> or or helpful people who are willing to help you. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. That's the PHP stuff. Um, just that the fact that internals is is crazy. It's it's so it's so hyperactive and so tribal in its behavior. If um, you're interested in following internals, by the way, I, I was spending some time trying to find this link. You don't actually have to subscribe to the mailing list anymore. There's a uh, there's externals.io, which is the internals discussions going on. And what's kind of cool about it is it's like the old dig system or like Reddit where you can where people actually will come in here and vote on discussions. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of a cooler, cool way to to look at it without cluttering your your inbox if if you don't want to do that. Now there, one of the RFCs is for how RFCs are approved, and if you want to see people freaking out, asking them to give away their power and change how the majority vote is decided is a really fun topic to track <laughs> because people are losing their minds 
It is because it is it is literally politics of code. It is the worst possible case scenario to have a sane conversation. Uh, you guys got stuff? I see you do. I see Eric does. I put something out there, but I, uh, uh, we don't need to talk about it. Do you guys do you guys use Netflix a lot? I have I have found myself using Netflix a lot lately. Yeah. Yes. Do you guys use Amazon Video at all? Prime Video? Yes. Mm, not yeah. so much. I am blown away by the difference. What do you mean? So the Amazon Prime Video, if you pause the the show you're watching, you get this thing called X-ray, which shows you the name and then IMDb information for everyone who's visible on screen. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're browsing Amazon Video, you get actual ratings from actual viewers, like four out of five stars. Okay. And I'm, I'm thinking back to what Netflix used to look like four years ago, and it looked very similar. It had real ratings from people, and you could you could give a, a star based rating instead of just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And Netflix has been actively removing features from their system because they are the dominant system on the market. Like okay. They they want people to watch, not to criticize. They, mm-hmm. The whole idea of what is suggested for me is off the reservation ridiculous i, yeah. I watched so, so here's my problem with netflix currently is the fact that um it only promotes netflix originals like like there are no movies on there anymore there's uh, my whole screen is netflix original there's the, that's all they're, they're that's all they're peddling to me now but that's my, where they make know. their money I don't know if Amazon's the same way or not, but yeah. Well, my biggest issue is is that I watched a horror movie that was so bad that within the first ten minutes I shut it off. I just I could not continue watching it. It was so unbelievably bad. The intro credits were still rolling when I gave up on this piece of crap. And immediately I had a new section in Netflix called Because You Liked. <laughs> because you liked this movie. And I'm like, sure, I it wasn't because you watched. No. It said, it was, it said because you liked. Or no, my, oh no, you're right. It might have said because you watched. But still, I, I clearly didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And would never want to see anything by that director again. And that's, that's the thing their algorithm used to say used to know who the directors were. And if you liked a movie, it would suggest movies by that director. Mm-hmm. But now it's based off of something that I don't believe actually involves any user input. It's just what they want you to watch next. Let me see here. If I pull up my Netflix, I'm just curious now because I, I really I feel like uh, uh, I'm on Firefox. Where the hell is the sign in for this thing? Up top right. Right. Oh, okay. 
Oh, this is a risky venture. You're putting that one out on the YouTube stream? No, not yet. It's, it's not out there yet. Okay, let, let me log in. All right, now it will be, though. about how how YouTube is essentially doing the same thing is that they're removing features for the sake of creating a more streamlined continuous viewing non-stop experience mm. and it's not get you off the screen here it's not pro-consumer at all Netflix original Netflix original Netflix original popular on Netflix so this is all the stuff that's popular on Netflix the first one, two, three, four are all Netflix originals. And then it goes to The Office. And then I don't know what it goes to. Let's, uh, let's scroll a little bit, though, and see what happens. Can I scroll? Oh, I'm not. They're, they're mostly bad. Bad education. Like, let's not forget that. So, so here Netflix. we go. Tr tr trending now. Netflix original. Uh, I don't. That's FX, Netflix original, Shameless, Netflix original. Continue watching Netflix original, Netflix original. That's, that's all watching. stuff I'm watching, I yeah. You must have started those. The Netflix originals, uh, comedies, watch it again, doc. And see, your, your list looks identical to mine. Okay, because you watched Parks and Rec, okay, no Netflix original. Well, there's one way over here. I can, I can guarantee that you and I have very, very, very different opinions on TV and movies. Mm -hmm. And my Netflix homepage looks identical to yours. Yeah. Yeah, Which I mean, my, my biggest thing is just how much they've been peddling the Netflix. They, they, they make it so difficult now to find actual movies uh, on Netflix because they're, they're so busy peddling all the Netflix stuff. Well, and you know the you know the countdown timer between one episode and the next. Mm -hmm. If you're watching a Netflix a Netflix original series, that countdown timer is four seconds. If you're watching a non Netflix TV series, that countdown timer is fifteen seconds. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're clearly pushing their stuff. I just I'm bothered by these companies that make it big and then massively dial back the feature set so that they can stay the biggest and provide the least. The YouTube is removing annotations, which is like, why? People used those. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the, the searching is, has always been a, a pain and that little menu, I feel like they do that probably for all the streaming devices out there versus on a computer but you think they'd be able to make the the way you find stuff a lot easier not just that but maybe an api that people could design their own interfaces for it now you're just being silly does netflix not have an api i'm pretty sure they do nope i mean they have an api but it doesn't have access to the video content now Cody, which is the the big piracy multimedia home platform, when you get those little pirate boxes, those are Cody devices. They just released their most recent version, which is number at version eighteen, 
which includes a very controversial support for DRM video streams. Uh, they claim that they're working with multiple providers to bring content from outside of the app into the Kodi ecosystem. Mm. Uh, apparently this is a response to all the accusations that it promotes piracy, which it doesn't promote piracy. It just makes it more fun. <laughs> you and your piracy. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have plenty of piracy stories that aren't on the list today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we wrapping up? Are we done? Well, we've, I mean, we've got the big stuff that happened this week. What's that? Well, there's, there's the Apple FaceTime bug. There's Facebook losing its root certificate, Google losing their root certificate, and everyone in a complete panic because, uh, they can't get their lunch menus on their iPhones from the Facebook offices anymore. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I what about the certificate ones? What is this? iPhones have a developer certificate which allows for distribution of applications outside of the App Store. So it's basically a an at their will route to the system. Um. This is designed for enterprise applications where you have some app that you want to use internally and distribute, or if you want to beta test applications, uh, you can load them up. And when you load them up in this way, it's called sideloading. Um, for, for Android, you can just open an APK file, and it'll say, do you trust this? And you can say yes. For iPhone, they don't allow that. You have to have a developer certificate on the device. Uh, a news story broke out this week that Facebook was getting teenagers to sideload a VPN onto their phones, which tracked all of their web browsing behavior and sent it back to Facebook. And then they were paying these teenagers 20 or so bucks a month to use this, um, even to the point where they were asking users to take screenshots of their Amazon purchases and send them to Facebook for market research. But they were doing this using their developer certificate that they have from Apple. So Apple responded by just yanking the whole certificate. Um, this, this was for Facebook. When I, this, this was this some Facebook shop somewhere. Right. This is Facebook's developer certificate for iPhones. Mm -hmm. it's it's a, a real so what happened is the next day all of the people at Facebook who were using iPhones tried to hail a shuttle bus on the Facebook bus calling app and it just wouldn't launch uh, it turns out that, that all of the internal systems that Facebook had developed for for managing their staff on their campus got yanked with the certificate. Um, the cafeteria had its menu published through an internal Facebook app. 
so now everyone is standing at the cafeteria and has no idea what's on the menu. <laughs> uh, and then the late-breaking part of this article is that they did it to Google today, too. For, for kind of the same reason. For, yeah, for kind of the same reason, which was, we told you guys this is for enterprise employees and beta testing. You guys are using it like it's a feature set. It is not. Um, everyone's up in arms. A lot of people are applauding Apple. But then, at the same time, it turns out there's a bug in FaceTime that allows you to listen to the other person's end of the call before they pick up. Um, my favorite part about this, because that's it's a pretty normal bug as far as like introducing a massive new feature, which was group calling. Um, the problem is is that it was so easy to do that in the explanation of what the bug is on news stories, they just told you how to do it. Yep. So I watched NBC, CNN, Fox, Stephen Colbert, all of them describe how to execute the exploit in about 30 seconds, which I... I really wish they understood the gravity of what they were doing because you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and because of, just, because, just of them doing that, because of them doing that, Apple found themselves at the end of a lawsuit where an attorney had had this done to him while he was in a confidential meeting with a client. So he is suing Apple because he, because they allowed a third party to eavesdrop on privileged conversation. That that might actually be a really big problem for Apple. I mean, probably not. They're a company, and thus they're a person, but not a person that can go to jail. But still. They're good. That's going to lead to, if that lawsuit is successful, or people think it's going to be, it's going to lead to tons of... of uh, Stories like this. How, how do you prove that it didn't happen? I don't know. I, was, I, I actually I in, have no idea. I was in a meeting today, and it happened to me. People were listening in on my, on my conversation. I lost the biggest client I could have ever had. Billions of dollars in revenue. Sounds like you have a case on your hands. Yeah. I didn't think I did until we had this conversation, so I should look into it. Sounds like I deserve a portion of your your winnings from this case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not really. I don't see how you see that. <laughs> I think you were the one listening, Thomas. Dun, dun, dun. Did oh I tell you God. what happened last week? I owe myself ten? money. Last week, uh, t- Thomas and I recorded this this very podcast. Not, well, not this very podcast, but a podcast. Me, but whatever podcast very similar to this and i left my audacity recording running mm-hmm. all night all the next day it wasn't until I, I realized oh shoot i have to put my uh my stream for thomas to edit i went to get it i'm like why is it three gig and it's like it's still running mm-hmm. yeah i saw, I saw you talking about that we have a new office pet a new office mascot. It's a fly. It's still oh. there. He's still here. He's still flying around. He's still bugging me. 
I know it's a he. I, I checked. It was. Uh... <laughs> it's actually kind of embarrassing. It put Eric to shame. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. It's late. And this. Did you see him? He came right at me. That was. That was. I, I'm finally going to complain. We need it. We need to establish an HR department so I can file a complaint. I felt th- I felt threatened. Okay, so can, that's it. So you can bug him all day. Doot doot. Yeah, that's it. I all right. Can We're I finishing. can I pull can I pull one, what? just one, food for thought, doom and gloom. Walgreens has implemented smart coolers that use facial recognition to identify people's age groups and which sodas they prefer in order to focus their marketing on the things that youth actually like. So next time you're reaching into a refrigerator to pull out a nice cold soda from Walgreens, remember that they're taking your picture and putting it in a database. (laughs) Is that your doom and gloom? Yeah. About that because I won't drink it. I burned hot today. Hey, how, how are you? How are you? Uh, are you keeping warm there? And how cold is it there? Oh, it's not bad. It's not. I'm not part of the whole polar vortex thing. You're not. So it's okay, quite, I'm not sure. no, it's quite nice. Cool. I switched up uh, my morning my morning energy drink, and it's been bizarrely different. Yeah. You have, I mean, with the exception of coffee, you have a morning energy drink. Well, I don't do coffee. I don't like coffee, so I have uh, I had Mio Ener- I had Mio Energy for a while, uh-huh. a little additive stuff, but I got I got G Fuel. G Fuel, huh? Let me pull that up. All this right. This episode brought to you by G Fuel. I would love it to for be. Oh, your fueling needs. I was really surprised by how effective it was. What's it do for you? I focus. Like, the really honest to God, that's the only word I can think of, is it's increased my focus. Not my energy level, because it's the same as, as the previous stuff I had. But, man, I've been, like, super engaged in Lara Chat Slack and all over the place, and I've been doing... More it sounds like less focus if you're all over the place. Well, no, I'm <laughs> I'm able to engage instead of just just stare. It's I I was I was very impressed with it. So if they feel like sponsoring us, I'm down for it. But yeah, I I just wanted to put it out there. I was. I'll talk to him tomorrow when in my intriguing. <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's it. If you don't want to let me, just keep tackling tickets. Nope. That's it's not what, that's not what we do, man. And we got a late start. We got a late start, and we had, we had a big pause. So. That wasn't that wasn't my fault. Nope. But but you're a victim of it. It's 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 a cruel <laughs> world. Okay. Uh, this has been episode. What did I say? One thirty nine. One thirty nine. 139 is in the can. 
Again? I am Eric Jane Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Ryder. Keep, Keep it up. Keep it up. We're well, supposed to do like a hand signal or something. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.